So Canada's population grew by an estimated 273,000 people in Q1 of 2023, right? So call that, you know, math me. It's 0.68. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. And it also grew by 362,000 people in the prior quarter, i.e. Q4 of last year. So in the last six months, we've grown by 630,000 people, which is approximately, call it one and a half percent. Yep. Right? Very However, great. real GDP grew by only 0.1% in February. Like Looking at these numbers, they tell us a couple things. One, in a weird twisted way, the GDP only growing by 0.1% in February is kind of good if your goal is to slow inflation. If we say only go up about 1% in GDP this year, and yet we grow our population by 3%, two, two which half, seems yeah. crazy. Now our GDP per capita it's continues to decline. Down. So we are adding more people, but we are not growing our economy at the same rate, which what does that mean? That means there's less economic dollars per person, which yeah. means we all get a little poor. When, when, when I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh. Hey guys, welcome to part one of our weekly episodes. Yeah, are we calling it part one? I mean, this is our Monday episode. We also have a really cool episode on Thursday, which we're super stoked on. If you're interested in investing in the States, if you're interested in wholesaling, if you're interested in um, storage lockers, if you're you have interested to watch that. in ridiculous pants. Oh, put all a right. leg up, Chandler. You, everyone has to turn on their Here video and check these things out. This is what I met Chandler, and he's wearing these. Jesus, that's an angle. For those of you that take a look online, Okay, all right, I think that's enough. We could probably take a seat. That's some shit I didn't want to see. Anyways, these are the pants that I met Chandler in, and you guys are all like, how did you go into business with him? But so here we are now. You mentioned these pants. I had not thought about these pants in forever. And that's as soon as you mentioned I'm like, these pants are incredible. That's I had lie. to find them. I had to like significantly go through my closet. These pants are fire, man. And you know what? I wore them out once. I was so excited, and I got a very nice compliment from a guy. Uh, he actually owns... Uh, a boutique like downtown, like oh, beautiful boutique. Or I meant to look it up. Clearly he has phenomenal taste. Uh, and he complimented me on these pants. And I wore them today to, to surprise you. So these are fancy that. pants. I'm, I'm so surprised. I'm flattered. <laughs> You're surprised that such I bumped exist. I bumped into you in the, in the office earlier. And I, I know. Like, I know. Uh, I wanted this to be a big reveal. Uh, um, but so f right away, big news. Literally, this just happened a couple minutes ago. The Fed in the States raised their overnight rate, uh, which is the equivalent of the Bank of Canada raising their rate, uh, by 25 points. It's the end of the world. Uh, so we, we I actually don't feel fine at all. Um, so like their economy was still not slowing down. It was still humming along. Um, and so this was yet another increase. It's something like, man, 10 increases in 14 months that they've had down there. Not dissimilar to us, but where we had pressed pause here, mm -hmm. we've talked about the pressure that when the Fed does something, like there's a lot of pressure on the Bank of Canada to, to fall in line and do the same. And then you get all the currency valuations back and forth that, that are problematic. Um, so that's been thrown down by the states. Now, they do say this is hopefully going to be their last increase in a while, um, but we will see. We will see. It's interesting. It's, yeah. I mean, it makes sense why they did it. Um Again, I think it's a bigger, it's like a macroeconomic thing where it's, it's, there's larger items at play that are causing this, not uh, a cool off on the real estate market because I think that's already been accomplished. And I think there's a lot of people feeling the, the hot water because I know more so than Canada, the U.S. news is all, like especially on the commercial side, all commercial real estate going bankrupt all over the place and people being afraid to invest and properties not making sense and people getting stuck holding on to properties and interest-only payments and things like that. So... Um, again, I think, I think that's what's causing it, but 
it's crazy that they're, they're well, still the, in that position. One of the issues while like main um, like headline inflation came down a little bit in March from to about five percent from six percent, the actual core inflation um, actually went up a little bit, right? And this is the same thing we struggle with. As core inflation is your um, like your stuff that doesn't include energy and food and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like the truest reading, I guess, if if you will, of, of what everything else costs. So that is still creeping up for them. So yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky, and I'm now concerned about what that might mean for the next Bank of Canada rate announcement. Um, like, there's there's bubbling in the market again, um, and fixed rates are coming down, which is part of that, you know, demand coming with the spring market here. There's also not a direct correlation between fixed rates and variable rates, as we well know, but it could be another hit for people that are on variable rates, which leads me to a little admission that Neil was right. Whoa! We talked about how you're he saying He wore that, a pair of pants for me? Any broad compliments. I know, I know. So you mentioned that one in third uh, Canadian mortgages were now being amortized effectively over 30 years, like beyond 30 years, because people were so underwater on the mortgages that they were making no principal payment effectively. In fact, they were accruing extra interest that they would have to pay back in a future date. So in yep. order to hit that, you have to amortize the loan over over a longer period of time to make it make sense. So I did some digging. I, I flipped you a screenshot of someone who had a 72-year amortization, was this? Yeah, with no contact. So there was no contact. That, that, yeah, like, that, yeah, that's I some know. sort of greasy... Uh, it was kind of funny, mortgage, though. Some, like, yeah. yeah. But listen to this headline, and this is from Better Dwelling. We've shouted Better Dwelling up before. They're fantastic. More than half of big six banks have a large share of mortgages with 30 or more years to go. Topping the list was BMO with nearly a third, 32.4% of their portfolio. Um, not far behind was CIBC with 30%, TD with 29%, and RBC with 27%. So what does this mean? Remember, you sign a mortgage that says you got tw- 30 years to pay this sucker off. That's typical. Some people, you know, they, sh- they compress the time. But... Sounds like they wrote the article after they listened to me. There was, uh, you know, almost a third of these people, even though they may have had the mortgage for a year or even two years... They have made zero progress on paying it down. In fact, it is now going to take them a longer period to pay it off than when they bought it. So they are upside down effectively on that mortgage. Maybe they are gaining, maybe upside down is not the right word because maybe they're either gaining some appreciation, the property's going up in value, they have some equity in it. However, they are paying no principal. You ask me why I'm nervous. Yeah, I mean, that's... Oof. It, it, it's, it's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. It's, it's a little sketchy, bud. It's similar to a credit card, but it's for your house. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, we, we talked about it a bunch last time, so I think we've we've kind of beat that one down, but I, I think it's a crazy place to be in. Uh, I think a lot of people, though, are, like you said, are going to take longer term, so they'll come up to the renewal, and hopefully if long-term rates at that point are still down, because um, it sounds like things are changing in the long-term rate world. They'll have to qualify for them, man. Totally. And there yeah. will be a lot of people, I think, who will need to sell. Um, now, I want to switch gears off that because we talk a lot about rates. Yeah. Well, that's big rate news, man. Fed increasing rates, you know, potentially Bank of Canada going to follow people. You know. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. But what do you got? What do you got? We've. I feel like we've missed talking about this and I keep wanting to talk about it for like the last three well, is episodes. Is a metaverse? Why do you say it like that? Metaverse <laughs> is a cool place. You wait. I can already... Oh. You're going to say that same thing. And we're here to make an admission that Neil was right as he has the headset strapped to his dome. (laughs) Yeah, just just full VR. I'll just VR in. It wouldn't be me that mentions it'll be my avatar that that admits it. Um, Ratethelandlord.org. Ooh, 
Have you you've heard about, about this? this? Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is a website that was launched by obviously some tenants, <laughs> um, and they've created a website where you can go and rate your landlord. And of course, great timing. Timing's everything. It's exploded. Uh, when I, the article that I read within the first day, they had 150 reviews. God, I should have bought that URL. <laughs> and by a, a week, they had a thousand reviews. Now that was a couple weeks ago. I'm sure at this point now, not even that was a week ago. So is this by Canadian now, Canadian or American or everywhere, it's probably it's Canadian. Yeah. It, it's two Ontario residents, so it's Toronto. So it's, it's definitely the height, the height place. But um, what are your thoughts? Like, I, I'll actually I'll let you go first. I'll do let they you go first. do you, like um, was rate my professor a thing? Rate my profit thing while you were like is it yeah, still a thing now? but there were there was always only like a couple reviews. Like I, uh, really? unless okay. the prof was like the bomb or also like psychotic. Anyone in between didn't get a review. I love that, like, they had rate my prof and, like, they would just, you know, rip or, or compliment someone. But they'd also have, like, a tamale rating where you could say actually how hot the prof was at the same time. <laughs> um, super mature, super mature. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't surprise me. I actually sort of assumed that there were such stuff like this going on anyway. I mean, a lot of Reddit just seems to be uh, a huge Yeah, but this is a formalized section where you can it immediately really cool. go on and look. I should check and see if I can find one here on there. Um, I wonder if, like, at what point, like, you surely can't rate, well, maybe you can, but, like, I feel like if you say, hey, I live at this address, this is my landlord, this is their name, like, that's... What's your company called? Maybe a little, a little privacy uh, <laughs> issue. Um, my, my thing is, is there's no actual, like, confirmation that these people ever lived there. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm reading through all these. It's, like, one star. Health and safety, one star. Respect, one star. Tenant privacy, one star. Repair, one star. Rental stability, one star. Had a really nasty experience with blank. Because of the pandemic, they told me I couldn't tour the house before I rented it. When I moved in, it was filthy and full of cracks and holes. The ceiling constantly leaked, and they refused to do anything that permanently fixed the issue. In fact, the handyman sometimes made the problems worse, once leaving a toddler-sized hole in my bathroom wall, not getting around to fixing it for the rest of Toddler-sized? What a weird unit of measure. That is a very huge <laughs> unit. How tall are you? I don't know. Like, maybe three and a half toddlers tall. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, you're probably about that. Yeah. yeah. Um... Plus, mice and roaches are all over the place. Only a few, man- few months after I moved in, they announced that they were selling the house and opening it for pr- prospective buyers to tour. One of the prospective buyers robbed my roommate of over $1,500 worth of stuff, and they did nothing. They didn't even stop sending people to tour the house without, without a realtor. When it finally came time for us to move out, they had prospective renters touring the house every day, all hours of the day, making it impossible for me to work from home and relax my house, not to mention that the realtors were rude to me while they're invading my privacy. They have a lot of properties in the city, but I'll never do business with them again after all the grief they put me through. They also made a YouTube video of themselves reading and laughing at tenant complaints. So you can see how they must feel with the situation. Hey, that's kind of what you're doing. <laughs> no. Chandler. Um, so does, well, it, no, do, let, does it name the company or the address? Oh, yeah. Names the company. Doesn't give an address. Gives the city that they were in. Okay. But again, my thing is, is there's no way to validate any of this. Yeah. So it's just like this website is just could be sharing completely. Or maybe there is on the back end, right? Like someone should have to, in order to do this. Valid, how are they going to do that? You have to show just one piece of mail. Man, I lived here. And this is what about the photos and like actual proof that that took place? Yeah, I can write true. any story because I'm not happy. Yeah. Okay, so I, li- I go to leave your apartment and now you don't give me 100% of my safety deposit back. I'm like, yeah, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on rate your landlord and destroy you. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to give you the 100 bucks back even though you destroyed my unit. Yeah, and I mean, I had, now you're holding it over my head. Well, I wonder, it could get like Google reviews and Google reviews has some sort of like moderation process where they can say, you can, you can file a thing that says, hey, this isn't legitimate for this reason, that. But my gosh, man... You could potentially have to be doing this like every month. You have to be checking in on your Google reviews. And I always tell people, man, well, not so much anymore because people are afraid to ask. I just be like, go around, knock on any unit in the building. Like you're here viewing the unit. If you want, knock on any unit 
talk to a tenant, and if you don't like what they say, uh, like then like that's your best review. Knock on the door of an existing tenant in the building. But yeah, uh, I agree. I'm uh, taking a look here. Oh, there is one. There's oh, there's some from uh, Halifax. Oh, nice. Wow. Oh, there's actually a bunch of them from Halifax. Really? And of course, they're all one stars. Okay, cool. Wow, well, there's a couple threes. Oh, there's a five. Hey. A four. A two. Oh, I recognize any names on there? Three. Oh yeah. Really? One. Interesting. Okay, so let's not. Let's oh, not, not <laughs> oh, sorry, I digress. But my one thing, I, I was like, this should be our new segment. Neil reads mean tweets. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a uh, there's a bunch of them on there. Um, oh yeah, I know them. Um, anyways, sorry, I've just digressed because it's kind of it's not funny. But I do, I do just find it like again, where there's no way to legitimize what's being said. The second thing is, there needs to be one of these for tenants as well. Then, like, I, I yeah, that's yeah, my only thing. Yeah. And and it probably needs to be moderated. Well, not probably. It needs to be moderated by somebody yeah. because things can get taken out of context. And because one person feels a certain way, doesn't mean that that's the truth. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Any yeah. anytime there's a situation like this, if you call one party, they're gonna have a completely different story than the other person. I'm having this issue where like these people are are great. Um, and everything bad that happens in the unit. Actually, I've got two of these right now. Everything bad that happens in the building happens to their unit. Everything else mm. in the entire building is perfectly fine. And these one people, like these, there's two groups of people, like different different properties. Everything bad that ha- could possibly happen only happens to their unit. No one else's. Mm-hmm. Like pipes froze. No other unit, but theirs froze. Another one, like oh, the person's above. They forgot to turn off the bathroom sink. They had a shower. They overflowed the sink. It just rained in their bathroom. Like the other day, their faucet broke off. This just happened off. to me too. I went in. It was like, the sweetest family, and the person above them, their tub was leaking, yeah. and the whole ceiling was mangled. And I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, man." Like he's he had kids in there, and I was like, "It looked mangled." Like it was like it was a brand yeah. new apartment, and I was like, "This oh. one I, I caught pretty pretty quickly, but still like." And then the other day, like their their diverter on their uh, on their shower thing busted. Right, like it's like, oh, these people have like the worst luck. But anyway, um, yeah, I think there should be something like we've talked about this before, right? Like, what do you want to call landlord registry slash tenant registry? There's got to be something out there, even if it's just like if we get our tenancy board to the, a capacity and um, competency whereby disputes would be brought forward and logged with result. This person, this landlord, this issue, this result. Full transparency, like yeah, that and should that's be it. Then you can just like name search someone. Like, okay, they had a dispute. It's like, well, d- you know what? That's a valid dispute. Yep. Right. Or like, oh my gosh, they got kicked out because they were three months behind, and like, mm-hmm. you know, that is valid. I agree with that. Right. That's, like, that's what they should just make what, what's out there now completely public. Yeah. And it needs to have some sort of pace. That's the other problem. I think does, a lot of people yeah. don't use it. Yeah. It's like, well, this is gonna take me a year and a half, so I'll yeah. Just get into a wrestling match with them instead. And in a transient like town here in, in Halifax where so many students are coming, it would be impossible to keep it like up to date. However, yeah. on the plus side, and, and you see this now with people applying, and in bigger markets, this has been a thing for years where like people would have to pay money just to apply to a place and they treat it like a job interview. Even now on Facebook Marketplace, when someone reaches out, they give me their story, mm-hmm. right? And wouldn't it be so much better for them if they could just send a link to their renter's profile? Where they had positive reviews, positive ratings, like, and just be like, I'd be like, man, boom, like, you're you're good to go, right? Because you have a, a previous just landlord's recommendation for landlords and tenants. Even just something like, you know, be good model, the Airbnb model. When when a tenancy terminates, both sides have to review. And they have a legit right? linked profile where it's like their driver's license is hooked to it, so there's no like, 
ha screw you, and then they delete it and they start opening a new account. Yeah, I just think it would, it would be great because you then see this and and um, you get to see like to some degree both sides of the story, but also on Airbnb when someone you know asks to rent your space and you see that they're like a five star awesome mm-hmm. person with great reviews, like you're actually really keen to have them as a tenant. And I'd be the same way. Like even when someone mentions like, oh, you know, I had two people mention today that someone viewing coming to view a unit was a friend or colleague of theirs, and mm-hmm. right away I'm like, that's awesome. Yep. Boom. That that makes me feel so good, right? And like, wouldn't a tenant want that as well? Like, if they could basically provide a resume that said, "Here's why I'm such a good tenant. I've got good history." Blah blah. Now, on the flip side, this is one of the things I went down the rabbit hole recently about. There are these. I mean, everyone calls everything AI these days, but there are all these new software programs being developed that effectively. Uh, data scrub as much of the internet as they can, and they can do much more in the States than they can here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but they then, like, so if you give them a tenant's information, they will then scour the internet effectively and build a profile of this person and somehow then give them a ranking as to whether or not they would be a good, reliable tenant, which is a little bit dicey and scary. This is like the social credit score or whatever that some countries have for people... But, like, imagine if, like, you Google searched and scraped someone, images, any news articles, um, anything they can take out of their, you know, social media profiles, anything that you can get, and then it spits out a score of, like, how good of a tenant they could be. It sounds like a phenomenal service. Like, I had one where, you know, the person was like, no, I don't smoke, and then I go to their Facebook, and they just got a dart just hanging out of their mouth (laughs) in their main profile picture. Like, you know, if if I can... Pick that up with a computer program. She's like, dark recognized, not a good tenant for this building. Um, what do you think of that technology in general? You were kind of concerned as someone who maybe doesn't have the greatest Google. <laughs> no comment. Uh, um, no, sorry. I've done a lot of sighing as you've said this. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's good in a lot of ways, but I'm also, I think it's really cool that we're going to be able to do that. Um, but on the flip side, it's a little nerve wracking. It, it's funny. I was listening to someone the other day when they're like telling a story of something that they did when they were in high school or university. And we like, were telling those stories the other day. Yes. But they were talking about how there was no cell phones at that time. Oh, yeah. And they're like, if there key. were cell phones, that's what it was. It was a law debate group. Right. And it's like, like every day at lunch, hundreds of people would come and sit and listen to these guys debate. And it's like, it would get pretty goofy at times because you have a bunch of university students running them. And he's like, if you had cameras, he's like, all of us would probably be unemployed today because the shit that gets said, right? And I'm just like, not that that, like what they said shouldn't be considered bad or poor. But it's children at their worst moment. It's children at their worst moment. And I don't necessarily think the true ill intent is like founded or created from those moments. Um, And so now it's like this weird thing of like, yeah, exactly. Now your whole life is logged. Like, Pretty much now, as a kid, you're like five years old, and you're effectively starting to log an online profile. Yeah, and it could dictate the rest of your life. And it's like you've lost that freedom as a child to be a child or to have your own mental thought process and and to make anyways, some mistakes. And, and then it yeah. continues to go forward. And where it's really sketchy is like now there's like etiquette that kids and the and the new generation understands. But for all of us, where it just we were in a world where it never was there, and now it came in. Like if you look at everyone's Facebook for the first five years. There were just certain things we didn't understand that you probably shouldn't be posting. Yeah. Because we're like, well, I only have 100 friends or all my close friends, whatever. Now everyone's got 
2,000 friends. Yeah. And it's accessible from a bunch of other people. And as they've gotten yeah. older, they get into business and this and that. And like, oh, I don't love having the picture of me loaded doing this with my friends in a park. Like, it was yeah. kind of cool when I was 14. Not so cool anymore. Yeah. Um, and you can maybe delete it, but it's effectively saved somewhere else. And, and it's been out there. It's Once it's yeah. hit there, it's never mm-hmm. coming back. Um, so, well, yeah, it's thing- kind of neat, but it also stresses me out in the sense of, like, I don't really have anything to hide, but it's more just the... Like, I just thought the world's going there. And you just have, like you said, these social credit systems that are going to impact everything. But you, you also don't know how that algorithm is going to evolve. Like, think about it. This is just a silly example. There was a point in time where, my gosh, if if a tenant showed up with tattoos and a facial piercing, you might be like, oh, well, I don't want to rent to this ruffian, right? Like, which is sounds silly, but, like, people mm-hmm, have these mm-hmm. preconceived notions and, and biases. Well, did you remember earrings? Uh, I had a nose ring for about half an hour. Oh, <laughs> By choice or yes, by poor choice. <laughs> okay, all right. Why did you take it out? It just hurt really bad. Um, I have like a little mousy Michael Jackson nose, and so in my head I had this idea, man. Like I was a big snowboarder for a while there. I had the long hair flowing. It was the whole vibe, um, <laughs> and I wanted this like nobody surprised. I wanted this gold hoop, right? Just like tight to the you nostril. You do a stud. You did a hoop. Well, just let me get to the story, <laughs> Neil. <laughs> I wanted this oh nice. Tight hoop around around the, the nostril goal. I thought it would look super cool. Super dope. So I go there. This place was by, um, by Pizza Corner. People from Halifax will know this spot. But, um, <laughs> and I go and I'm like, yeah, this is what I want. Like, yeah, we can't pierce with gold. It's too soft. So we can pierce it with a stud, though. And I'm like, I don't want a stud. Like, <laughs> girls have studded nose rings. I don't want a stud. Like, okay, yeah, we'll pierce you with a ring, but it's got to be this gauge and this size, blah, blah, blah. So they lie you, they lie you back, right? I'm lying back. Like, all right, take a deep breath. <laughs> I take a deep breath. And boom, they pierce that thing. And as I sat up like this, like I just remember, I just sit up like this, and there's a mirror right there. I'm like, okay, cool. I saw this thing. It just looked like this big, god-awful <laughs> ring. Right? Again, I'm like, oh, yeah. I have a very small, kind of mousy little nose. This looks terrible. And so I went back to uh, my girlfriend at the time's place. I'm like, yo, take it out. <laughs> take it right out right now, man. Just rip it out. And she was there just like, trying to rip it out, trying to rip it out. We couldn't get the sucker out. So I had to go back to the place and be like, man, here's 40 bucks. Take it out. <laughs> so he was in there for about half an hour. The time it took me to get from Spring Garden to Green Street. Hey! You to back to she Spring lived Garden. On Green Street? She lived in Green Street? I told you this before. Uh, what number? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. No way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, you ever thought about going back to get anything else? Um, <laughs> oh, do you have piercings? No, no. Did you think about maybe doing ears before your nose? No, man, I went straight to the nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, 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 this was a, a thing and it was a failure. <laughs> what were we talking about? Okay, so, sorry. I so, didn't... this thing that is, is, it's effectively profiling tenants. Yes. And it runs the risk of further marginalizing people who maybe are already marginalized from the rental market. Yeah, true. Right? Like, so advocacies against this are saying, so you're going to basically take, um, you know, what you can read at, at, at surface interpretation of my life story and maybe the people I hang around with and where I, you know, maybe where I was born and all these things mm-hmm. and make a judgment about whether or not I can achieve housing in this market. Like, that's a little bit scary. Um, but that was one of the, the rabbit holes I, I went down. Another one, this one was amazing. So, it, it's again, it's a, for, for like AI technology where companies are developing this, developing this software. It always already exists. Um, a landlord can set a property up on a, you know, keypad, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't even have to show the property. 
So it, it goes up for rent. This was an idea I had long ago. Oh, well, it's... it's Continue. It's, it's, Sorry. It's already happened. So um, someone books a showing. Yeah. Okay. To book the showing, they have to upload their mm-hmm. um, their mm-hmm. a picture of their ID. And then when they go to the property, they have to do a face scan. And the face scan has to match the photo ID. And if that com- goes through okay, then they are sent the code uh, mm-hmm. for the unit. And they can walk through the unit on their own. Mm-hmm. And when they leave and they close the door back up, they receive another text message asking if they're interested in the property and would they like a link um, to, to apply. Um, and then, you know, organized big landlords develop all these systems whereby you have these online services, like, hey, like order a request for a service call, blah, 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 blah. And the actual physical landlord or property manager is non-existent. Uh, amazing. I've been think- I wish I, could- I should pull up my note. There's a note from like five years ago and I mm-hmm. had that in there. Because I'm like, yeah, honestly, I was doing showings and I was like, this is the stupidest shit ever. I booked 10 showings, four and a half people show up. Yeah. Like, no one's on time. Like, the, oh, yeah, there man. is the least respect yeah. for rental showings. I don't like, I love the place. I really need it. Like, could you please do me this solid? I definitely want it. We're so interested. And then they don't show up. It's like, are you kidding, kidding me, man? Like, it's literally a, I'd say 50%. Yeah. Don't show. Like, I do all what? my showings now at one time and it's really intimidating people because I'll be there and be like, all right, there's six of you. And they're like, um, just a quick question. How many units are there? I'm like, just one. And they're, I see them looking around and sizing each other. I'm like, here's the deal. <laughs> like, you know, looking at people's cars, people's nose like, rings. You know, 40 people respond to the ad. Um, 10 of them complete an application. Mm-hmm. Six of them say they want to come. Mm-hmm. Only three of them show up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so. And then um, two on it. Yeah. I'm so excited for our guests today. That's why I'm a little bit riled up, man. I, again, I can't stress enough. Well, not today. You guys are, the episode's going to come out on Thursday. Thanks you to all of you guys who are watching both episodes on Monday and Thursday. I hope you're finding it more digestible. As always, man, share the content. I want to see it on your stories. We want the questions. We love it. It's fantastic. But the one coming out on Thursday, you know, you know, we love storage lockers. Um, super cool. They're going down to the States, but they started in Montreal and then they moved to New Brunswick. So if you're listening in New Brunswick, it'd be really cool to hear these folks' stories. But anyway, transitioning to your other thing there. It's not that mind-blowing, but Toronto police arrest man 18 in roofing scam. It's an article from City News. Roofing scam? Yes. Okay. An 18-year-old, which I'm, I'm the part I'm, I'm like... You kind of respect the hustle? Is that where I, you're going with this? Yes. It's, it's a crime, though. But basically, he was going door-to-door, looking at people who had bad roofs or missing shingles. Yep. Giving them a price to do the roof. And then taking a deposit. And he was actually getting companies to go and do the work. Um, mm. But then he wasn't paying the companies. Oh, wow. So at least the people... You know what? He's like, victimless crime. The homeowners get a new roof. Presumably, the guys doing the roofing get paid, but some bigger corporation eats it. That's probably his, his justification. I'm not justifying it, to be clear. But the homeowner, you're like... <sighs> Man, uh, I got the roof done. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that's quite exactly how it went. I think no. the person I was getting hosed was the subcontractor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I suppose because that guy is probably still getting the money from the homeowner. Yeah. So this isn't a so the, the example given is he quoted a roof for eighteen five. The homeowner gave him a deposit for half. Nice roof. The next day, a crew showed up to do it, asked for another three grand to buy supplies, and they're like, "Well, that's a little weird because we just gave you nine grand." Um, and then, sure enough, they did the roof, and then the company was like, probably went to the young kid okay. to get paid. Yeah. And like, yo, what the hell? Or went to the homeowner. The homeowner's like, I already paid you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I, uh, 
really the main point of the article, no one's really blown away by a scam like that. They take place all the yeah. time. It's unfortunate that things are like this because you should be able to believe someone coming. And the tough part with that, you know, what this, what this does is for all the young people that are trying to hustle and actually make a legitimate business, they're about to get, like, it just makes it so much harder. Now people are like, well, I'm only going to go with the big, big brand name because, yeah. like, we hear about young kids all the time knocking people off. But, I mean, if you can't trust an 18-year-old <clears throat> roofer, who can you trust? Right? Nothing says trustworthy like roofer and 18 years old in the same sentence. I... <laughs> no? No? Okay. All right. Fine, Chandler. I, I'm i just saying, I, I I just thought it was interesting that he was so young and would think of doing something like that. Yeah. But I guess also that much money at that he's gonna run it. He's going to have a startup and he's going to make a bunch of money and then again end up in jail somehow. For $100 million yeah. the next time. Yeah. Um, now, hit me. You had said some funny stuff you told, you, told me you wanted to say. Or some interesting stories? I, I think I already did. It was the, the rabbit hole that I, I went down with all oh, that, your rabbit that holes. AI stuff, man. I, I just it's it's kind of yeah, it's kinda wild, but um I'd be curious to hear from people in Toronto right now because apparently the number sales are going up, the condo sales are going through the roof, the pre con stuff is just popping off, man. It makes me a little bit nervous about another perhaps increase in, in uh in the overnight rate because apparently, man, it is just giving her. Which is so weird because there was so much news that came out. It's like people are just barely floating their rates. Yeah, but think of, well, you know, the person though going out and getting a mortgage now mm-hmm. is and not the same person that is already in the mortgage, right? Like it, it's, there's going to be this weird thing that happened over a three year span. You're going to have people from 2020 and 2021 who are going to have really high appreciation and value mm-hmm. but potentially really high rate yeah and they're going to likely be okay and hopefully they're getting some advice to now opt into a product that's a bit safer yeah right um from a variable perspective like opt in, opt into something fixed yeah if they haven't already but they also have this great runway of man like you know i made 15 percent on the value of my home in 24 months like i'm good right then you have these people who are going to have perhaps purchased at the height of the market this time last year and are in a world of hurt, but are going to fight tooth and nail to hold that home for another five years. And if they do sell, it's not like they can just voluntarily say, all right, I'm just going to cut my losses and sell it for 10% less than I pay. It's like, it doesn't work that way. You're accruing, accruing more and more interest from the bank. Like, you're going to owe them extra money, so you can't sell that home quite as easily because we don't have short sales in the same way as the states, right? Like, so, like, it's not like that. there's going to be that influx of homes. And then you have people coming to the market right now who are like, okay, rates are a little bit more stable, um, so I, I'm not going to opt into a variable product, but I'm paying like pretty high prices. So like you have three incredibly different profiles in 36 months, like incredibly different profile. And those are effectively peers, man. Like you could go to a party, you know, where everyone there is the same age and their housing and mortgage situation is just vastly different. Yeah. Yeah. Y- y- insanely different. And there's one just drinking out in, in the corner and like they are, they had the worst situation. <laughs> Bought it high with variable cheap money. And the other person showed up with Ace of Spades and just popping yeah, champagne. The first guy's just there like with a cigar. Like, man, I, I went fixed. I don't know. <laughs> it was 2020. I went fixed. <laughs> he's at like two and a half and he bought his I home for I took a 10-year fix at two and a half. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, just doing keg stands. Um, so you're still strong behind the market, feeling good. Well, man, all these things, you have to look at things in... in because like, like, like you just said, if you're upside down in that in that mortgage, prices are moving up, let's say, a little bit, but effectively staying flat because we're in that like sub-5% growth range. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuanced. It's super nuanced. Like, you're, this yeah. is where we're getting into the shit that we've talked about in the past, which is like how to pick a really good piece of property that will survive anything. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing that yeah. here. The great streets yeah, still are moving. Still, still moving. moving and booming. But yeah. the ones that aren't so great are kind of sitting. Yep. And, and I mean, like, I just But they were paying, people were paying the same price for those not so long ago. And so now if you're literally getting further behind on that house. Yep. Yeah. And it's not really going anywhere in value. Yep. And I think we've probably shown a couple homes. I know I have where like, oh, we are going to buy this home for less than someone paid for it a year ago. And there's always a story that like, but usually the story starts with, well, um, they're not in the province. It's like, oh, okay. So they came here during like the Nova Scotia gold rush. Like, and then there's usually some sort of thing like, and they have other endeavors that currently have their attention and, and good opportunities have come across their desk. Like, oh, you mean the opportunity to get out of a mortgage that went from 2% to 6%? Like, um, <laughs> so we are seeing a little bit of that. But again, those are in like someone who just hit the absolute worst, worst point on it. Um, yeah, on the commercial deal side too, I'm seeing a lot of stuff fall apart. Are you? Yeah. Like I feel okay. like there's a ton of things that I offered on. We were talking about them. Yeah. I lost the bids. And now they're coming back around. And that's uh, consistently happening. And it's like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I know inventory is like, uh, inventory is a problem. And I saw an article this morning saying that immigration is outpacing what it was last year. So here's one. Like, just let's just lean into to Neil's fear. So I'm afraid. Be afraid with me. Um, so Canada's population grew by an estimated 273,000 people in Q1 of 2023. Okay. Right, so call that how many percentage of our overall population? Say we're about forty million. Neil, math me. It's point okay. six. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. Um, and it also grew by three hundred sixty-two thousand people in the prior quarter, i.e., Q four of last year. So in the last six months, we've grown by six hundred and thirty thousand people, which is approximately called one and a half percent. Yep. Right. That's how many new people. And honestly, like most of the people we're bringing in are. are probably you know with with working skills like they're not all little little babies right like these are people that are supposed mm-hmm. to come here and contribute um to uh, our gdp Start however babies to countries um <laughs> let's bring in all these babies <laughs> the work. um real gdp grew by only 0.1 percent in february uh. um and they were hopefully you know we're we're gunning for uh 0.3 percent now having said that uh, it did grow by 0.6% in January, um, which seemed kind of robust. But again, like looking at these numbers, they tell us a couple things. One, in a weird twisted way, the GDP only growing by 0.1% in February is kind of good if your goal is to slow inflation, mm-hmm. right? Because GDP is is very much in line with inflation. They move together mm-hmm. as GDP growth goes up, um, especially on a per capita basis, inflation goes up. So slowing GDP is 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 kind of a necessary part of slowing inflation. However, if we say only go up about 1% in GDP this year, and yet we grow our population by like 3%, which seems crazy. Now our GDP per capita continues to decline. And we talked about this in a previous episode because we have a low net worth. As a country, our net worth relative to our household debt and our, our after-tax income is is not good, but also from being a you know standard of living, where what's Canada's rank in the world when it comes to being a great place to live, quality of life, we are declining because one of the main measures is GDP per capita. So we are adding more people, but we are not growing our economy at the same rate. Which what does that mean? You know, 
if the economy stays stagnant and the people grow up, that means there's less economic dollars per person, which yep. means we're all we all get a little poorer, kind of. Yep. Right. Um, so GDP per capita is a really important indicator. And right now we're doing this thing where we keep growing our population and we're not growing our economy as quickly, which we're hoping we've talked about this. This, this is kind of just referring back to another episode because people hopefully listen to that episode. Like we hope that these new to country people actually like start really contributing to our economy. In order to do that, we need to, you know, give them better supports. We also need to really invest in the people that are still here and the people that are, are looking to do uh, startup things. But uh, I, think I thought you'd like that number because you just like bad news. <laughs> so many people have messaged me and been like, chill with the negative stuff. Um, it's not negative. It's how I feel. It's realistic. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think there's enough supports in place for the immigrants. I'm not an immigrant, so I can't really speak to it. And I'm sure there's some of you that are, that maybe disagree. I don't, and I, don't, I would I don't, love to have I, you I mean, here. there's supports in getting them here. But my gosh, man, like we don't have the housing for them. Yes. Right. Um, like they're being essentially pigeonholed into jobs that but, are but below see, their capabilities. Let me, you didn't let me finish. All right. All right. If there's more investment in supporting the people that are here already, they'll be able to create more housing in time for the people that show up. Additionally, they'll be able to create larger and better businesses that can also employ the people that show up. Preach. So love it. I love and that. And it goes back to what we talked about last time, which is invest in your actual population that you have here. And it doesn't even have to be an investment of adding money. Just stop taking all the money, aka chill on the business taxes. And I'm not even saying because I don't necessarily pay a bunch of business tax, but I just know people that are in the business world that are like, yo, I am done with this shit. And you'll see with our guest, they started in Canada and they're now in the States. And wait till you hear what they, why they went. Yeah. And you'll, same with like uh, Dubai. They are now having hundreds of thousands, if not what they say, millions of people that are trying to immigrate because they're offering tax incentives. Yeah. And people are like, okay, I'm going to go there and operate my business. And so the city as a whole is booming in every industry. Yeah. Right? So anyways, we, we've gone on that a million times. Um, sorry for the negativity. I'm going to promise next time what we're going to do is we're going to add some value. We're going to give you guys some tips and tricks as well as only do fun articles. Only we fun have articles. those for one episode. I, I can't. I can't. Okay. I leave here every time stressed <laughs> out. There's not enough hair left. Can someone please sponsor me? For some hair growth. Uh, I'm not putting a Yo, product on there. I want plugs. Um, I would love to see you get your hair cut on air. There's someone out there that can like just really give you a nice fit up. Actually, do as well. Man. Mike would do it. What's that? My barber will do, will do that. He would love to do that. Okay. Well, I get my fades from Lucky Cat, man. That's how I look. So, actually, I'm, I'm a little rugged, man. I got to get cleaned up here. But. So your fade's not fading right now? No. I kind of, I like a little more length right now. Yeah, it looks good. Um, All right, guys. Right. Thanks, Thanks for listening. So yep. Check out part two. They're really good. Thanks so much for watching the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, press like. Don't forget to subscribe. But also check us out on Instagram and TikTok. You can find all the links below. Thanks again for checking us out. Broke, I had rich habits. Uh. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh.